2: This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From supercharges, brakes, exhaust kits, and more, 122 million parts, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance, and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply.
1: So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
2: Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Worlbeck, And Sunday of Week 10 is over. We're giving out awards. We're going over vibes. we got to start with Sunday Night Football, which just ended. And it feels like an eternity ago, Justin Herbert was like a good quarterback who could complete third and <laughs> tens. And tonight it felt impossible.
3: It's a miracle if they can complete anything longer than a third and six. <laughs> this team is completely embarrassing. Every single week, they somehow get worse and worse. I, I guess the Mike. Well, point, they're we injured. Can, I, we can just keep saying that, I guess, until Mike <laughs> Williams and Keenan Allen come
0: back. But I don't know. I, I, I hope that that changes everything because that's what we're putting all our eggs into that basket. Did you see that the OC Joe Lombardi even said we're not a very fast team? He, he just came out and said it. Like it's I was nice actually kind of surprised self-aware. about that. <laughs> you know who was available? Kadarius Tony. Go get him. Go. Do anything. I feel like the oh, easiest wait, no. player to get is some random fifth-rounder that just runs a 4-2. You know what I mean? Like, he's not very good, but he can stretch the field. Just go get a guy like that. Claypool was there. You know, like, just do anything. You're
3: f- the, Collinsworth tonight was like, Brandon Staley was wondering, why are not are people talking about us? You know, we're 5-3. and three. We're, we're a good team. We've been really injured. It's like, yeah, because you're ter- you're terrible. That's why no one's talking about you. No one has an ounce of faith in this offense. Justin Herbert had .5 fantasy points in the second half. That's tough. Less than 200 yards passing again. Can you tell that Craig made massive investments at in the Chargers in his fantasy teams? <laughs> I, I spent like $48 on Justin Herbert in my Superflex league.
2: Oh. <laughs> right. well, so there you go. First loser of the night is Craig. Man. <laughs> uh, we get Seriously. To the, we get to the winners. Uh, the first winner of the day is... It's just everyone who got to watch the Bills-Vikings game. Oh, all-timer. If you did not get to watch this game, like, I'm sorry. This was the... It was the most, I don't, I am a hyperbolic person, but tell me if I'm wrong. I think the final, I don't know the time, I I guess like inside the final three minutes of this, the fourth quarter to the end, Mm -hmm. it was like the craziest sequence I could remember in a game and like, it felt like years. Is that fair? I literally had
0: no idea what was going on. It was the craziest final three minutes since the Bills Chiefs game in the playoffs last year, I think. (laughs) Right. The Bills have a personality. They have a type. This is just the kind of game they get involved in. So, Heifetz, run through it real quick. Like what happened? Start with the Vikings'
3: drive that led to went to the one yard line. I feel like that's where it began. Yes. Yeah, so it starts with Kirk
2: Cousins failing basically and getting the, the Vikings in the situation where they have fourth and eighteen, and it just feels like the game's over. And he heaves up a prayer. At least prayers are answered sometimes. This felt like a miracle because that seems like a one time <laughs> thing. And Justin Jefferson goes up. I would say the the Justin Jefferson catch on fourth and eighteen is easily the best catch, I would say, in an NFL game, at least since DeAndre Hopkins had that Hail Mary mm. from Kyler. But I think it, the Justin Jefferson catch is on the short list of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. And I'm curious, I am biased, because two of these other best catches of our lifetime are the David Tyree catch and the Odell catch. Right. What you guys think, where does this Justin Jefferson catch... If you haven't seen it, it's unbelievable where do you think this catch ranks
0: in your lifetime catch rankings. That's such an impossible question to answer. I- I think it's definitely, like, it's the top seven or something like that. There's been some incredible catches in the NFL. I think in watching it live and seeing it happen live, it was the most improbable-looking catch I could yes. imagine. You know what I mean? Like, it was really, really high up there, and it just stuck to his hand. He landed on, like, his head, and he still caught it. Um, so just the, the physics of it looked really crazy um, just, like, watching it live. When you go through it and watch it, this is not taking anything away from it, but it was like, the defender did a lot to help him catch that. Yeah, There were
3: three three (laughs) hands on the
2: football and only one was Justin
0: Jefferson's. It
2: was like an accident and I'm not taking anything away from him, but DK, I had to rewatch this thing (laughs) 20 times until I understood whose
1: hands
0: was who on the ball. It was an incredible fucking catch, but here's the deal, like, I keep coming back to like there was two other really insane good catches in this game or there was one other good catch in this game. Diggs just went up and plucked it with one hand and then Cortland Sutton earlier in the day, or maybe it was later. I can't remember the timeline. He had another like one handed catch where he was like on his knees. He just plucked the ball out of the the sky with one hand. Like there's been a lot of really incredible catches. I think the Odell catch is still probably going to go down as like the most famous one hander for whatever reason. It was a touchdown. Obviously that helps um was it a game winner too did they win the game no
2: that's this is the thing with the odell catch on one hand it was like two and a half fingers that really three fingers that he caught it with however i'm a giants fan i'll admit every giants fan knows what i'm about to say they (laughs) lost that fucking game no one remembers that (laughs) they lost to the cowboys no one remembers and also that game didn't end up mattering a ton the fact that justin jefferson did this on fourth and 18 against like the buffalo bills is pretty incredible however the fact that it wasn't in prime time means it'll never get its like true due. It's like due. the Odell catch and this being flipped. The Odell catch, if it was at one o'clock against the Browns, I don't know right, how famous right. it would be. Sunday against the Cowboys. The fact is, it's one of the five or ten best catches at least in the twenty first century. Yes. Then they go down. They, I, I don't. This is the most insane sequence. They get to the goal line. The they can't really get it done, and then Kirk Cousins does this like quarterback sneak. He like doesn't. Plant his feet. He's like he just, falling. Like, tips,
0: he tips forward.
2: <laughs> like, not I, I, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like where yeah. he's like his feet. Like,
3: he's not digging into the ground. He didn't plant and move forward. He didn't propel himself in any direction. No. He just kind of laid so it's there. Like,
0: this is like the dreams I have when I'm trying to play a sport. My dreams that I just can't like move fast enough. Like <laughs> have you ever had those kind of dreams? It's just so frustrating. You're like you can't run quite fast enough. This is what he just stopped. He was, a, he was to a dead fish. <laughs>
2: Like, it's you ever so see the movie, Eddie, when Whoopi Goldberg's the coach of the Knicks, and she's like, Yvonne, plant your feet. Like, that was it. It was like he was trying. Anyway.
0: So he, he didn't get in.
2: <laughs> no, and the Bills win the game. It's like, oh, and honestly, DK, the first thing I thought of was this was the end of the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl mm. when after the Malcolm Butler pick, because when Malcolm Butler did the pick, they didn't get the touchback. They got the ball like the five inch line. Right. And I'm like, oh, the game's over. And I was like, oh, and then
0: I'm like, oh, the well, CX they have to like sides, right?
2: Uh, They, yeah, they were so, they were trying so hard to, to do what the, basically to mess with the snap and do what happened mm-hmm. today that they committed a penalty. And then Josh Allen fumbles the exchange and they get the touchdown. And that was also like a surreal moment. Yeah. Then, I mean, I, we're like halfway done. Basically, Josh Allen then gets the ball back. They drive down the. Throws the ball to Gabe Davis, and they, he doesn't catch it, but the Bills go up and, and, and snap it before, so the Gabe Davis catch counts. They force overtime. The Vikings get to the red zone. The Bills' defense holds jo- and, like, actually forces a field goal, so they get the ball back in overtime. Josh Allen gets the ball back, drives all the way to the red zone, mm. and then just forces a ball to Gabe Davis. And throws Inexplicable, yeah. And so he just has another overtime pick, and, and they lose.
3: I'm starting to get a little worried about Josh. My 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 thoughts on the Bills being like my pick for the Super Bowl this year. I don't feel as good about it now. Josh Allen, when when it really matters most, seems to be his most erratic.
0: Yeah, he's been he's been like this for like the past month now. It's like turning into early career or Wyoming version of Josh Allen, where it's like, where was that? Like, where did that come from? Like that that pick that end of the game, he tried to muscle it in in like clear like the guy, the defender had the clear advantage and he like threw behind his receiver. Like it was a terrible pass.
2: I think that it's definitely concerning for Josh Allen because Bill's fans are kind of openly like, okay, Josh, you need, you can't just keep saying after Chill. every loss
0: <laughs> that you're going to get better. You have to
2: actually get better.
0: It's a miracle he played, by the way.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, never mind all the, the subterfuge of like, he was like, oh, he's active. And then all the Bill's reporters were like, he's not actually out here practicing before the game. Maybe he would have played better if he had. What's weird is that even when Josh Allen was at his most erratic as a professional, he was actually really weirdly good in the red zone. He actually was never turning the ball over his red zone. And I think I could be wrong on this exactly, but I think he had two interceptions in the red zone in his entire career. And now he's got like five or six in the last three weeks.
0: I think it's noise. I, I feel like for a most good quarterbacks in the NFL, like the red zone numbers all look really solid. Like. There I, there was back in the day, there was like a red zone number with Mariota, like Marcus Mariota, like had really good red zone numbers. So I feel like red zone numbers are a little bit misleading. It's an That's,
2: inherently small sample.
0: Right. And so I think this is just noisy. I just I do think he's going to be fine. But, you know, I, there is this sort of worry right now that he's sort of reverting back to the early days of uh, Josh Allen, where he was really erratic, make bad decisions. Accuracy was all over the place. Uh, so that's disconcerting, but I do think the injury is clearly, you know, part of it, but I don't know. I, I thought he looked well, fine today, to be honest.
2: If he had made that throw. Yeah. Maybe, I honestly, I if know. no one told me he was hurt, I would never would have known. He, do you see him with his actual elbow? It was, or he went to punch the ball out from a defender who had Dude, yeah. picked him off or something, but the defender was like on the ground. So he would have had to punch all ball. I don't know. But, and then he, with his arm and then he was, he looked like he was in an enormous amount of pain. And he like forgotten that it's throwing he arm had be an injury. Yeah, he's,
0: <laughs> be he's more I, careful, man.
2: He's less careful with this injury than anyone I've ever seen. I don't know. Anyway, the flip side of this. Uh, mansplain of the week.
4: Mm.
1: I'm
2: going to give it to myself for saying <laughs> like three days ago that the Minnesota Vikings were complete frauds. And we're gonna get exposed. Let's just
3: bet the Vikings to win the Super Bowl now because I don't want to deal with the whole thing where every week in the playoffs, it's just like the Bengals, we're like, well, there's no way they're gonna win this week and they're just gonna keep winning. I'm just gonna bet the Vikings now.
2: <laughs> so should I just do the whole what is uh Billy Madison when he's like, You were right, I, I was I wrong. was wrong, you're smart,
3: I'm stupid. I forget the rest of it.
0: I'm you're good looking, I'm
3: not attractive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hi Fitz, but are you going to double down on the mansplain and stick to your thought that the Vikings are still frauds? I mean, I, oh. I mean, I kind of
2: want to because they kind of almost gave this game away like six times. So This is the thing: if Justin Jefferson just like doesn't have three people on the other team helping him catch this ball in fourth and eighteen, everyone's making fun of Kirk Cousins, right? I think yes. Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean?
0: Sometimes it's just a magic season, aren't they? Like six or seven and zero oh this year well, in all score games. Yeah, you know what the irony is: is the Vikings are like exactly the same as the
2: Giants in that. The Vikings have. <laughs> this is from ESPN. They've rallied to win when trailing, uh, with two and a half minutes or less remaining for the fifth time this season. That's Just pretty
3: incredible. Team of it's, destiny. It's team of destiny can, right now. You can use that stat either way, like whichever argument you want to make. It's like they're in close games. They they should have be they should be four and four right now. But you could also be like they win every close game. They're gritty. They have confidence. They know who they are. Like they can pull in <laughs> pull through late. We could totally go both ways. Well, you that. the the tale of two seasons. The Vikings are oh my. God.
2: 6 or 7 and 0 in one score games and the Raven and the Raiders are like oh and 6.
0: Yes.
3: Good teams win close games. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Usually. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> sometimes random shit happens and we have yeah. to live with an outcome and explain it. I don't know. But that's the thing. How many teams in the NFC would you actually take to win the Super Bowl over the Vikings? It's the Eagles and Is that it? Um Cowboys looks just Cowboys had a receiver know, man. line up off sides today in overtime
0: by like a yard. He wasn't even by close. A lot. That's
2: it's super hard to do. <laughs> the, the the receivers are allowed to check with the ref. Right, like they actually get to ask the teacher. You know what right. I mean? It's crazy. It, it, it's a reason you never see it happen. Like you never see a receiver line up and they're like, "Am I good?" They're not talking to coach. They're asking the ref if they're good.
0: Did the ref just go through the motions and was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're fine." <laughs> I don't
2: know. It's crazy. <laughs> Crazy I to almost think feel about. like
0: it doesn't matter where they actually
3: line up, but if as long as they point to the ref, the ref's like you're good.
0: Yeah, I know, right?
2: <laughs> I I can't even
0: remember the last time like false starts. I, yeah. are bad I can't level. remember that at all. I cannot. I'm. I actually don't think I could ever remember any instance where it's offsides on the offense. <laughs> no, <laughs> can you remember? Like, can you either. remember anything? I can't remember one. Um, but back to your question. I mean, yeah, the Vikings got to be second in the NFC right now. I guess it depends on how much you believe in the Buccaneers or the Seahawks. Or the 49ers. I'd pick the uh, Niners. Yeah.
2: Well, also, wait. The Niners, we skipped over this right at the beginning, but Niners, how much did they give up for Christian McCaffrey? And then Elijah Mitchell just gets off injured reserve and they gave him more carries tonight than yeah, McCaffrey. And he was way and more Mc- effective. Freaking and love McCaffrey's this. not on the field at Classic the end of the game with the score.
0: This is the Shanahan, This Shanahaning harder than he's ever Shanahan before in his it's life. Crazy. Vintage Shanahan. <laughs> Is whatever you've ever wanted to say about Shanahan. This is
2: this is the most Shanahan. I,
3: he's keep he's keeping him on ice. You know he wants to make sure he's healthy going into the playoffs. They're about to make a deep run second half. I, could not believe that McCaffrey was not on
2: the field for that last goal. They're like, literally, they have <laughs> four downs hilarious. to punch it in from three yards away, and they just don't have McCaffrey on the field. And Elijah like, Mitchell, was- who
3: hasn't played in nine weeks?
2: <laughs> he hasn't played <laughs> September. All I could think about was DK. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan O'Hanlon, who used to work here at The Ringer and wrote this book, Net Gains. Shout out, Ryan O'Hanlon, Net Gains. You can buy it at Amazon. And basically, he went all around the world and talked to all these soccer people and very smart about basically, why don't people do good things as coaches? Why don't coaches always do optimal stuff? That's not exactly what happened. That's a bad explanation.
0: Well, I think, I think the idea is basically he, he said what he was trying to find like what's the best way to find like an edge, you know? Yeah. And over and over, the best, like the biggest edge that coaches were talking about was like simply playing your best players. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like it's fucking, like it sounds insane, but like just play your best players. But play we see people. coaches do the exact opposite like literally every week. Why does Mitchell look like he had some juice. Oh, yeah. God, for fuck's sake.
3: Um, <laughs> shout out to Hamlin, because all I could
2: think about watching this was like, they just how much did they just give up for McCaffrey?
0: I I truly believe some coaches, some coaches don't that they're not coaching unless they're sitting one of their best players for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not doing anything here unless I'm sitting this guy. It's a power like, move. It's like, "Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm in charge, all right? I don't care how good you are. <laughs> I'm the
2: captain." No, <laughs> I don't think that. I, it's not That's probably like subconsciously part of it, but it's not that different than like in fantasy football when you're thinking about, "Oh, like I don't know this matchup in the wind and it's like, "Oh man, like maybe I should just Draft Kyle Pitts instead of Travis Kelsey this year. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, well, maybe we should just take Travis Kelsey. I bet you
3: Shanahan would give some bullshit about hot hand and Elijah Mitchell was playing well in the second half and he wants to split time between him and McCaffrey so they're always fresh, you know. And then Elijah Mitchell
2: tripped.
0: (laughs) Didn't McCaffrey (laughs) look good, though? Like, McCaffrey looked great during this game.
3: McCaffrey's basically...
2: I don't think he's ever looked bad.
0: Agreed. But Mitchell looked really good. I mean, Mitchell Mitchell did look good. A yard and
3: a half more per carry than McCaffrey. Well, speaking of that, I think that
2: Elijah Mitchell being back, Craig, you pointed this out today. This week, every week is weird. However, it's November. It's almost Thanksgiving. And this is kind of the point in the, the calendar when the fantasy football schedule kind of things, just the winds change. And Craig pointed out today, it felt like there were a bunch like a, not that the landscape changed, but there were like more than a half dozen players where you're looking around and you're like, this person could make the difference And whether I make the playoffs or not, this person can make the difference in whether I win my league or not. There were like a lot of people that felt like that today, right, Craig?
3: Yeah, kind of a lot of unexpected guys. There was like a a kind of a new crop of faces that popped up today or maybe in the last two weeks that you kind of now saw Oh wow, this person's actually going to be an integral part of my fantasy team heading into the playoffs cuz w- what are we? We're 3 weeks away from the fantasy playoffs That's or crazy. three more Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, there's just some guys who I think a lot of people didn't expect but whether it's because they were hurt for half the year or they changed teams or they weren't playing well that have kind of been coming to life in the last week or two and are now going to probably be a huge part of your team uh, in the playoffs.
2: Also, I want to be clear, we're four Sundays away cuz I think most most because there are buys through week 14, so most people mm. I think have gone to and if you haven't figured this out in your league, I would deal with it. But your playoffs this year should probably be three weeks, 15, 16, 17. Yep. Because 18 is the final week of the season, but 14. Like, there are six teams on bye in week 14. I would not recommend <laughs> having your
0: playoffs start. That's going to be such a clusterfuck. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> um, we're We're going to get into this, obviously, through the month of November. But you really want to make your playoffs before week 14 because, my God. Scrambling is not going to be fun. But in terms of the game changers, there's only one place to
0: start, and it's it's Justin Fields. Speaking of uh, a team I believe is on bye in week 14, Justin Fields, <laughs> quarterback. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, Justin Fields. Dude, he has been absolutely electric over the last month or so um, and did exactly what he's been doing over the last couple of weeks. Again, today, rushed for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Every time you look up, again, this is the every time you look up, uh, stat or whatever, like, factor, every time you look up, Justin Fields is, like, running away from the defense for a touchdown, it feels like. He was so, so good. He's so explosive on the ground. And, by the way, he was actually pretty efficient as a passer, too. 12 for 20, 167 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. His pick was pretty bad, but overall, I thought he had a pretty good day passing the football. Um, he's loving passing to Cole Komet lately. High fits will get to that. But, yeah. again, this is... This is the going back to the net gain stock that we are having. I don't understand why it took the Bears and two different coaches for the Bears a year and a half to figure out that this guy who can run a four four and is a six foot three, 235 pounds, maybe we should use him in the run game a little because he's all of a sudden literally the best running quarterback in the NFL right now.
2: I think that this is that idea distilled, and it's also the entire decade long. Idea of like using college concepts in the NFL, it's distilled into this one player and like with <laughs> this one month in that whatever Matt Nagy was doing in Chicago, whatever they were trying to do, Justin Fields in September, the whole tenure of the Bears with Justin Fields was like, well, now that you're here in the NFL, this is what you have to do. Yes. To be an adult like that, you were before you were a boy and here you'll be a man. And They're like, actually, let's just do the stuff that works for you. Why don't we just do that?
0: I feel like in the NFL, and this is just getting into like big picture stuff. I feel like in the NFL, a lot of times coaches are like, "Well, he's going to have to learn to play from the pocket at some point." Like, so what do we do? I'm like, there's a fucking gray area. Run him some, so he gets really confident, and he like the team rallies around him, and you win some games. You know, even though by the way, they they did lose this game, which is probably better for (laughs) sure. To the Lions, they lost
3: to the Lions. (laughs) They lost, yeah, lost the game. By the way,
0: Uh, they did did lose the game. However. Uh, if you talk to any Bears fan, I guarantee you they're like, "Fuck yeah, Justin well, it's Fields!" It's perfect. That's it's all the, they care about. Yeah, they traded away their best defenders. Mm-hmm. The offense looks great. Fields is obviously a player to
2: build around, and they're going to get a better pick. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this it's, is the this perfect is like a win-win. Yes, this was the real win-win. But to your point, also, I think I think you nailed it. Justin Fields has supplanted Josh Allen like officially as probably the best red zone player. Red zone, like the red zone channel. I guess Mahomes will always have the title, but like mm. in the new gut kid on the block of just look what Justin Fields just did. He's <laughs> like, number one right now. Yes.
0: And he keeps one upping himself throughout the game. Yeah.
2: On that note, good old Bobby Mays, friend of ours, noted this. Justin Fields has a sixty, six zero, sixty yard run each of the last two weeks. There had only been like ten of those in the last twenty years <laughs> by a
0: quarterback. Holy shit. That's amazing. I think uh, he's
3: already, in my mind, more impressive as a runner than Lamar.
0: He's a very the, different style, that's for sure, isn't he? He's so different. powerful.
2: Lamar is like has the the kind of Tyree kill where it's like, if you were playing tag, I I don't think I could touch him if you gave me like a year.
3: He's twitchy. Yeah, exactly. Lamar is like, like, like Kadarius
2: Tony was playing, which we'll get to. Justin Fields is like, I don't know, Derek Henry's like cousin Yeah,
3: but he's smoother than Henry. He's just so powerful and lanky. He is like a gazelle. He he flows. It's like he doesn't even make hard cuts. He just like leans left and right
0: and weaves he's like in and out Ducati. of like a Ducati. He's a Ducati. He's just freaking oh, He's a Ducati. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that. He's very explosive. His acceleration's insane.
2: He's just the fastest player.
0: Yeah, he looks like the fastest player on the field.
2: And the biggest. <laughs> yeah. He, you <laughs> right. know what? You know what? He's like it's I would say he's somewhere in the triangle of Cam Newton, Derrick Henry, and Lamar, mm-hmm. in that he's got, he's not quite as big as Cam, but he's much closer to being like, he's like 80% the size of, because Cam Newton truly was like bigger than many of the linebackers trying to tackle him. He's like almost that, but speed wise, he's much closer to Lamar than he yep. than Cam, or at least when you, I don't know, Cam had so many injuries at some point. I don't know. But, right. It, watching him right now, and it's like, it's, I think that the whole Justin Fields experiment kind of, not experiment, but like this last month was encapsulated to me on the Cole Komet. They had this long touchdown. Roger Sherman pointed this out and it was like second and one. And basically Justin Fields did a play action to the right and then he rolled out left and I took a screenshot and I just sent this to you guys. I feel I felt like my cousin Vinny, you know, when they're like, how many bushes are in this photo? It's like, how can you see how many defenders in this picture are looking <laughs> at Justin Fields? He's rolling to his left. I get one, two, three, four, five, six. I got eight There's defenders eight. Yeah. are looking at Justin Fields in the, he is nine yards behind the line of scrimmage in second or one. And he lofts it over all their head. Cole Komet, who scores a 50 yard touchdown. And it's like, that's what Gravity. happens. When everyone's worried about Justin Fields all the time. And again, it kind of makes you feel nuts that they haven't been doing this, but better late than never. But yeah, this is the guy that you, you have Justin Fields and he had, he, Justin Fields, I think would have been a top two or three running back just as a running back this week. Like he, just his rushing would have made him a top two running back. Yeah, And he also was as a passer. He's the fantasy league winner. It really feels that way.
0: He is on on that note. I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like we're just overemphasizing how good he's been. He, since week seven, since they started running him, because in week seven, he had 10 design runs. Prior to that, he his career high was four in a game. Four <laughs> design runs in a game. And they did they ran him 10 times that game One after per apparently quarter. they were like studying, you know, Lamar Jackson offense and all this other stuff like they should have fucking done when he was immediately after he was drafted, but whatever. Since week seven, he has averaged 19.2 fantasy points per game on the ground. 19 points a game running. That's crazy. Throughout the year, Kyler Murray is averaging 19 points per game total. He is the QB eight. So Justin Fields is the QB eight over the last four, like equivalent to what the QB eight would be this year, just as a runner this year. He is averaging 33 points per game overall in that stretch. The QB one by far, uh, 31 design rushes in four games, 15 scrambles in addition to that. He isn't passing a ton, but he's also top 10 in passer rating in that stretch. He's 103 passer rating, so he's been pretty efficient. Not, a, not like, he hasn't been a super, you know, high-volume passer, certainly. But, I don't know, man. It's all coming together for him. And the running, 20 points a game, 19 points a game as a runner. Like, that's insane. Can I pose a question
3: for you guys? Yes. If Fields keeps this up, this pace, or it does, he doesn't have to keep up this ridiculous pace, but if he, if he finishes the season as kind of a top-five fantasy quarterback... Next season, when we're making our rankings, <laughs> how many people are you going to put ahead of him? Right. I think it's just Josh Allen, Mahomes.
4: Is he's that it? Probably
2: in, he's probably in the... I mean, I think at this point... Hurts? He's ahead. No, uh, yeah, we'll see. you we'll have to see how Hurts finishes the season. Hurts is definitely in that tier. I think he's ahead of Lamar because if they keep Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator, like it's very clear to me that like speaking of things that you're like, why is it like this? I kind of keep thinking that if Lamar Jackson ever just plays in a spread offense, we're going to have all the same questions of like, why did we do it the other way? And like, I kind of can't keep totally. watching Lamar in this medieval offense that they have in Baltimore. So like, yeah, I, I think that if the, everything stayed the same, you'd kind of have to put fields no, no lower than fourth. Like that's the bare floor. He
0: could be first. Quite the turnaround. Cause he, he looked terrible. At the it's been the four weeks and we're like, <laughs> he's top three next year. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs>
2: Because of the rules of fantasy football are dumb, but the rules are the rules. And I he's love funny. I, I love the I rules hate. of fantasy <laughs> football. The rules are stupid. Okay, but I love as long as shit. he's getting 20 yards, there's 20 points for his rushing, as long as every rushing yard is worth like two and a half times the passing yard, that's how it's gonna be.
3: Well, you know what's funny about that list is like Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Toss and Lamar if you want. Burrow's been good this year. Tua's been great. All those players are on very good teams that will make the playoffs. The Bears suck. Like, it's, well, it's still he's really funny. 60-yard runs. Every, look, again,
2: yeah, he's not going to 60-yard
3: runs every week. But. That points to your, your point, Heifetz, that fantasy is stupid the way it scored. Uh, it is hilarious that Fields is going to be the third quarterback off the board yes, next year, and they're going to win three or four games this year. <laughs> it's
2: really stupid. <laughs> anyway.
0: Here's the deal, what? though, Heifetz. I, I play in a couple of leagues that try and mitigate the rushing thing by giving quarterbacks six points per passing touchdown. But uh-huh. that and doesn't
2: think, mitigate the yards. The point is that, like, Justin Fields is having... A sixty-yard run is—I mean, think about the difference between a sixty-yard rushing touchdown and a sixty-yard passing touchdown. Like it adds up.
0: I mean, I think it's pretty impressive that he can do that, though. <laughs> like, yeah, he but should it, get rewarded. It's, it's not for worth it. any more in a real game. Sixty yards passing is like two points. I mean, you could make the argument is three it's times more that. backbreaking. I don't know. Whatever. It. I. I <laughs> my point was going to be even, even in fantasy leagues that like favor "quote unquote" passing quarterbacks. He's still the number one player in fantasy over the last four weeks. I've no doubt about that. Did you guys see last week when when Justin Fields was running
3: all over the Dolphins and he goes on to the, the he runs into the Miami sideline and Mike McDaniel tells yeah. him to stop stop, that.
4: Stop He's like, it. Stop.
3: He's like can you stop doing that? Just stop. And then in like the the press conference he was like I asked him to stop running and he didn't listen to me.
0: He wasn't taking the coaching. Is that funny? Do we think Mike McDaniel is funny? That's such like millennial humor. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know. He's such a little troll. The way that he delivered it was like, yeah. I, t- I asked him to stop running and he wouldn't listen. It's just weird. It it's Mike McDaniels is like, he's like
3: acting. I don't even really get it. <laughs> Dolphins he's, won the game. He's doing that bits. game. And today he's like, doing, he's like legitimately doing like a character. Dolphins are <laughs> in first place in, in, in the, the games. I yeah. think that Mike McDaniel, I
2: think that every year you have a coach leave a coaching staff and they're like, Oh man, going to be a tough departure. And like half of them, who cares? I actually think you could see it. The 49ers this year, like, man, there's a lot of creativity that Mike McDaniel's gone. Brian Baldinger was pointing this out, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, actually, yeah. I kind of look at the Niners not being able to run on the Chargers tonight, like the Chargers giving up 5.7 yards per carry. Like the Chargers allow more on the ground than like like six teams allow per drop back. And then you look at the Dolphins just doing whatever they want against every team, like Cleveland today. And I'm like, wow, yeah. Mike did he can be as awkward
3: as he wants. He's he he's like the first coach ever to a completely abandoned coach speak. He just doesn't do it. No. He's the only coach to not like just kind of wax poetic on a bunch of bullshit. He just like says weird jokes and makes fun of things.
2: DK, do you remember <laughs> when we were at the Combine and Mike McDaniel was like in the crowd near us asking one of the coaches a question? We had no idea that that
0: was Mike <laughs> yes, McDaniel. I was, like, oh, no. tiny, uh, I was like, I don't know. He's tiny, dude. I was
2: like, no one that short would ever get respected
0: by an NFL. I, d- I knew I was going to love Mike McDaniel when I saw a clip. I think it was right when he got hired or something by the Dolphins. Someone was circulating this clip and he was like, He goes up into in a press conference and he's i don't even know what his title was with the 49ers it's like run game coordinator or something like that and he's he goes i'm really glad i get to talk to you guys today because you get to really take in you know the the my physical presence up here it's just like
2: (laughs) no he was doing that because rich he had something with rich eisen of like he was trying to work in coach speed it was like a bit but anyway speaking of the dolphins though and league winning players craig you could take a little victory lap on jeff wilson because you were right about that by-low window.
3: Seriously, it closed rapidly. It just feels like, I hope people didn't drop Jeff Wilson. If you hung on to him for those few weeks where the Niners got McCaffrey and Wilson got four carries a game, you're sitting pretty right now. I mean, the guy, he had 17 carries today, 120 yards and a touchdown. He doubled Raheem Mostert's snaps. He's played two games with the Dolphins and the first game, he really only played half a game. He's got over 200 yards and two touchdowns in two games with the Dolphins and they can run the ball well, like you just said, Heifetz. You know, at the start of the season, we're talking about these playoff, these fantasy playoff game changers, guys who you didn't expect to really make an impact. I mean, Jeff Wilson is going to be a guy you probably can't sit for the rest of the season um, on your fantasy team. So it, that, it, he's been great, and Miami in general has really been awesome. The vibes in Miami, best vibes in the league. <laughs> Can you believe from where they were four weeks ago with Tua and all the concussion stuff? Now, today, yeah. Tua's dancing after throwing his touchdown. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson— are like best buds. They're two undrafted free agents who met each other in San Francisco. They like love one another. Mostert is like super happy for Jeff Wilson. There was a really cute story about the two of them. Tyreek is like happy as a clam. He's going to like set a record after leaving (laughs) Mahomes. And you got weird McDaniel, like doing his weird comedy bits. Like the team is just, they're such a millennial, they're a millennial team to me. They're like the first millennial football team. Have not lost a
2: game with Tua playing the full game. And also they're in first place in the AFC East.
3: And the games Tua has finished, he's 7-0. He leads the league in passer rating. Leads the league in touchdown to interception ratio.
2: I think earlier this year, we kind of had an identity crisis of like, we're like, you should wait on quarterback. And then, you know, do that. Wait on quarterback. Don't pay up the price tag. And it was like, we, and we said, if if you do, we were like, Jalen Hurts is probably the guy. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, like a Russian quarterback. But we were like, Trey Lance is our guy. He got hurt. We were like, oh my God. Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, Kerr, all these guys sucked. Brady was awful. We're like, oh my God, his late round quarterback dead to us. Th- top three quarterback this week, Justin Fields is number one. It's like, those were the guys.
0: And it, I would love to know, like, in a another universe, it, what Trey Lance would be doing. We kind of, the reason we like Trey Lance so much is because we are like, oh, this is somewhat what we can picture, like, what Fields is doing now. Like, that's what we pictured as Trey Lance. Like, he's going to run a shitload. You know, he's, I don't think he's nearly as explosive as Fields. He can't like. move like Fields. Maybe we were just overconfident on that. But the Dolphins rushed for 195 yards today. After the first slate of games is over, three out of the top 10 running backs in fantasy were Dolphins, including Alec Ingold, who is a fullback, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, out their fullback
2: had more points than Austin Eckler tonight. You know, Austin Eckler <laughs> cool. was like the only person Herbert is passes at, in full PPR. So that's insane. Speaking of insane things, I'm just going to go full fucking tell. I don't care. I'm cursing. I'm sorry. I, I don't <laughs> know what I'm going to say. There is Tony. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. I, I, you guys go first.
4: <laughs> no
2: you go I fucking hate this guy I'm sorry <laughs> this guy he's scored. so good I fucking hate Kadarius did you like the hamstring
0: the fake the hamstring,
2: hamstring. <laughs> he scored the It's exactly what I'm talking about scored the touchdown and you know what the worst part was so if it, people you didn't know he basically catches the swing pass from Holmes I have no idea how he was wide open
3: he was, 30, he was like 30 feet open. I could
0: have scored that touchdown.
3: I think it's the most wide open
2: anyone's been scoring a touchdown all
0: year. I did see from next gen stats, he was the most open touchdown scorer, I believe, since they've been tracking stats. Was he like,
2: actually? Okay, yeah. that makes me feel better because I thought yeah. I was being bitter, but like he really was. All right, that makes me feel better.
0: They forgot about him.
2: He, <laughs> so, yeah, they really couldn't believe he was on the field. So he catches this ball and he's so open, he just like does this one hop into the end zone and my actual thought was oh see he got hurt again and then <laughs> later i realized uh, when i watched it you. again he i was like yeah he's making fun of me specifically <laughs> like he's making fun of me and all the oh. giants fans who thought that he hurt was hurt and hurt his hamstring i hate Dude, i've never felt this way about a player in any sport probably a nick at some point
0: he so this is from cynthia freeland he had 20 yards of separation 60 feet no, there wasn't a defender within sixty feet a of him. A
3: football field is only like <laughs> fifty-three yards wide. That's oh my god! That's, that's classic. So that's the distance from the the mound to home plate.
0: <laughs> I want I want to point out it wasn't just this wide open play that he got lucky or whatever. You know, he had a, another really nice catch later in the game where he skied up and like he went up over a defender and grabbed it. He was making guys miss out the catch. Yes,
3: not only that play, DK, which was sick. He had a crossing route that he took like twenty yards. Made like he's cool of three jaguars. He I, is I hate so guy. mad.
2: I hate him. Right. I hate him. I, <laughs> six touches for ninety yards.
0: He. You know. You know what team could really use a guy like Kadarius Tony right now. I was just watching the Giants today, and I was thinking, man, they could really use another talented receiver to help out Daniel Jones. But yeah, Tony, he looks great, man. <laughs> That's just I'm so mad. Thousand yard stare. I'm I said so this mad.
3: in my group chat tra- uh, last week, and everybody got mad at me, and they were like. I said, Kadarius Tony and George Pickens are top 10 wide receivers in the league. And they were like, okay, <laughs> name your 10 wide receivers. So I got to like seven, which included like the Justin Jefferson's, Tyree Kills, all them. And then the final three, I was like, all right, listen, are there guys more proven that I could fill out the final three with? Yes. Could I add in people like Mike Evans? Sure. However. <laughs> sure. In terms of like potential ceiling, George Pickens and more so right now, Kadarius Tony has the ceiling, the potential to be... Top two receiver in the league. I really, genuinely <laughs> believe that nobody moves like him. Nobody yeah. moves like Kadarius
0: Tony. As as High likes to say, man, his gold jacket. Like when they're fitting it, when they're doing the highlight reel for when he's going into the Hall of Fame, man. Like those three games are going to be amazing.
3: Shooter McGavin, <laughs> uh, happy. My jacket is just a little bit longer on my left arm than my right.
0: <laughs> oh man! Oh man! He's so good, though. I I I I, I can't speak. I'm so Juju went down with a
3: concussion. McColl Hardman is hurt. Like, they're... So we are... Marquez gonna on going to be this a part, yeah. I'm Tony, excited.
2: I, he's straight up... Ugh, I If the on?
3: Chiefs fully commit to him, like, for the rest of the season and really start to utilize him, I don't know what's possible.
2: He doesn't have the speed of Tyreek Hill, but what's so annoying is, you know when Tyreek Hill catches, like, a screen and, like, every other player in the NFL just, like, gets tackled or makes one guy miss. And Tyree Kill does this weird thing where he just runs through like three people.
0: He
3: like fast forwards. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs just have that back. Yeah. Immediately. Like that part of just give this guy the ball and he just gets the third and ten screen where no one everyone else can stack. They just got that back. And I'm like, that should be on the t- I I can we I actually can we move on. I'm so he, mad. He,
0: by the way, he only played like 40% of the plays. That's what I'm I, saying. I, I know. haven't we even committed to him yet.
2: <laughs> I know, man. <laughs>
0: I'm so fucking mad. Uh, anyway. Classic. So I had this as a the market correction award for the for people who have listened to the rewatchables. Craig, you explained it because you're better at this. Remember Isla Fisher? Yeah. What?
3: Right. Sort Remember of. her? The actress, no. the redhead. And then Amy Adams came along and you were like, "Well, oh, well, we don't need Isla Fisher anymore. <laughs> And then remember right. Amy Adams? And then Jessica Chastain came along. Like, yeah, Right. We don't need Amy Adams mm. anymore. That's, that's market
0: correction. Market correction award for football. Christian Watson. I was excited about Romeo Dobbs. Unfortunately, Romeo Dobbs did get hurt. Even though he outplayed Christian Watson in training camp, was playing in front of him for most of the season. Christian Watson was hurt most of the year. Christian Watson came in and credit to him because he had two terrible drops in this game. But he stuck with it. And he like, kept his confidence up somehow, and he ended up with four catches for 107 yards and three touchdowns. Like, he was the star of this game. This felt like his true breakout role, if you will, Craig, if we're doing the movie thing. Like, he was incredible. He's like, I just kept thinking, and I don't think he's the same player as DK Metcalf, but I kept thinking, like, the explosiveness is somewhat similar. Like, he was just running away from dudes. It was He's the only player on the Packers who feels like he can genuinely get open on his own. By yep, lot. He, was, he just looks so explosive to me. And by the way, DK Metcalf has some pretty uh, frustrating drops as well. So they're not the same player, clearly. But the explosiveness, the speed, the take the top off a of defense, the big play potential, like some similarities there.
2: I think that for Packers fans listening, beating Mike McCarthy... Uh, and then hearing from DK, a Seahawks fan, that he reminds Christian Watson reminds you of DK Metcalf. It's so easily the best part of their
0: just season. the explosiveness part. Did
3: you yeah. see that Cowboy stat? It was
0: like, oh
2: my god, cow- yeah. The
3: Cowboys were 195 and 0 when entering the fourth quarter, leading by 14 points or more. Wow, 195. Yeah, <laughs> <Now> <laughs> that's one.
0: insane. It's
3: a Holy lot. Cow. Also,
2: how it's so funny because they can say whatever they want. Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy because the Packers beat the Cowboys twice in the playoffs. Like, that's the, more or less the beginning and the end of the conversation. And it's so funny they hired Mike McCarthy and they lose this game. That's Packers,
3: like when you... It's same thing in fantasy. I, I, the, the only reason why I have Stefan Diggs this year is because he kicked my ass last year and I was like, I'm not doing that again.
0: I'm drafting him. <laughs> it's, it's a human thing. I want to shout out one more player from this game before we move on. And shout outs to the skinny players that Craig hates skinny players for whatever reason. He doesn't like CeeDee Lamb because he's too skinny. It's too wiry, if you will.
3: Yeah. As C.D. a skinny Lamb. guy, I, I, can't, I can't back a skinny player on the NFL field.
0: <laughs> he's like, he's just going to get broken out there. CeeDee Lamb looked great out there today. 11 catches, 152 yards. Sorry, 150 yards and two touchdowns. 38 points in PPR. Believe it or not, and Heifetz actually made me double check this because he thought I was wrong. This was CeeDee Lamb's first 100-yard game this year. It's tough, but also it's exciting.
2: Also, I want to shout out, um, remember last week when they said that the Cowboys said they wouldn't play Tony Pollard more than the 30 snaps because they thought he lost his
0: juice? Just gobbledygook.
2: Just so, terrible. What Zeke, is that? Uh, Zeke didn't play. And <laughs> Bill Barnwell. Shout out. Bill Barnwell just did a, like a summary of every what Tony Pollard did after his 30th snap. And it was 12 carries for 74 yards, which is six yards a carry include a 40-yard run, a 25-yard run and a 12-yard catch.
3: To suggest that an NFL athlete, the peak of human performance, cannot handle more than 30 snaps in a game <laughs> is the most disrespectful bullshit I've ever heard.
0: Dude, it's co- it's classic coach speak. This is just again, the
2: coaches convincing themselves to not play their good players over and over again.
0: This man cannot handle 30 snaps? You're not coaching if you actually play your best players because then they're just doing stuff. Like what, are you, how, like, what are you doing if you're not sitting one of your best players? That's not coaching. This
2: episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you
1: in the Hotels.com app today.
2: We got to do a little panic index for some of the good running backs. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what scale we're going with here. One from like, you will still start this person more or less blindly next week and 10 being like, I would cut them for like a new kicker. <laughs> Clyde Edwards, Alaire for the Chiefs, which we did say to trade him. Clyde played four snaps today. If you like, if you're not hurt and you play four snaps, it's like an accident. Like he has 11 touches in his last three games. And like, this was like a go get your shine box game for Clyde, but I, I, I don't even, you can't trade him. I don't even know if you wanted to cut him. I wouldn't even, I'm not saying you should,
3: but if you asked me if you could cut him, I kind of wouldn't care. Nothing is aged better than our advice
0: to trade away Clyde to sell high. People were mad at us for one week after that. And then it, then it all came together for us. So good job us. Not, not so, not so great for Clyde. Of course. This is extremely tough. This is extremely tough. They're basically just admitting
2: that he should, they should not have used a first rounder on him. And all the first rounder clout he had is just...
0: So, Isaiah Pacheco, more explosive, runs harder, is more north-south, I would say, probably. I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is all that great, to be honest. Like, he's explosive. No. But... And then, Jarek McKinnon is just way better in the passing game. So, it's it's literally, like, just the logical thing for this coaching staff to do. What would you say you do here? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it sucks for sucks for Clyde, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I can't even like can't even get down on the coaching staff for this. I like getting down on coaching staffs, but uh, in this case, it's, it's pretty good play for them.
2: I think Clyde's a seven and a half bordering eight. But if this happened again next week, he'd be like a nine and a half. So,
0: you certainly right. can't play him. Just don't. No, don't I'm fucking stu- play him.
3: I, I'm super stubborn, though. I, I I would probably hold him the entire year in case Pacheco gets hurt. Or, That's the or, thing, or though. Just, he's a handcuff. Yeah, he is now. He's a
2: handcuff. That's the problem. All right, another one. Leonard Fournette for the Bucks. This is so weird. He Rashad White. So, this game was in Munich, and we talked about if you missed our last show, there's a whole geography thing of like, oh, the Bucks in Seattle traveling. I won't get into it. But anyway. Flat Earth. Yeah. You know. Not in America. That was the. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, you could hear a whole flat Earth discussion. Questions about Geno Smith. But in this game, not in America, Rashad White starts the game. Rashad White plays way more. And then at the end of the game, Lenny Fournette hurts his hip. I guess it was a hip pointer injury. But before that, Rashad White was just better than Lenny, he was more explosive. He played more. It seemed like he'd surpassed him. They reported before the game mm-hmm. that Leonard Fournette did not get his passport to like four hours before they left. Rashad White said after the game, he assumes that's why he got so much of the work. Interesting. So like, I did see, I saw a, more, a
0: report. I think Jeremy Fowler had it before the game that like they're going to try and get him more worked into the offense. But we've been hearing this for like a month now. And well, that's just the was, thing.
2: They were going to get him more in. But is it because Rashad White's better? Is it because <laughs> Lenny Fournette we did not have a passport to enter Europe. Or is it both of those things? And this was an excuse to not get Leonard for the ball because he's been so famously like upset every time he doesn't get the ball. And you're like, well, sorry, we didn't know you're going to come. Now they have proof of concept, though. Rashad White just looks better than Leonard for
0: He's yeah. not
2: as bad as as Clyde. Though.
0: Do we have any idea about the injury? No, we don't. OK,
2: but that's the point I want to make, though. Is Rashad White looked better than Lenny before he got hurt? That's the key thing, though. So I think that no injury, it's like a five, but now it's like a six. Panic.
0: It's also, again, I don't, this could be just like noise. Who knows? But they ran the ball really well in this game. Like they had been one of the worst running teams in the NFL full stop before this game. And they came in and rushed for, it looks like oh, 160 yards against the Seahawks, who had been pretty good defensively. So. You know, maybe they maybe the Bucs got right in this game. Because the Seahawks, again, they they had been one of the top defenses in the in the NFL the month prior. Uh, and the Buccaneers just ran all over them. So could be good for the Bucs going forward. And they're going on bye too. This is a good time for the Bucs. We'll monitor that. And then lastly here, DeAndre Swift. It's just,
2: I don't know what this guy's deal is. He had six carries for six yards.
0: This is the worst case scenario because you know he's like one of their better players. So you have to play him. He's got a, he's a big name in fantasy, so you gotta play him. Mm-hmm. But He's hurt. He's playing hurt. Like they're trying to limit his snaps. He only had 18 snaps in this game. Justin Jackson, who they just signed off the street like a little while ago, had 16 snaps. So he's playing almost as many plays as, as DeAndre Swift. I don't know, man. It's just so tough. I think we talked about this on the Friday show. It's like a leap of faith if you want to play DeAndre Swift in any given game.
2: We got to get to the man of the hour, the Costanzo Award. Jeff Saturday, universally despised.
0: Good, good coach.
2: Uh, Bill Cowher this, this morning said he was a disgrace to the coaching profession oh, that he was geez. hired. Um, best of all, couldn't believe this. He tweeted like literally two weeks ago to the day when he was you, a get up good. analyst. Raiders look horrible. <laughs> two weeks later, beats the Raiders. Good coach.
0: Is this is this him being a good coach or the Raiders are just a fucking mess?
2: I feel like Josh Both. McDaniels straight up might get fired after the yeah. season. Like, how does Joshua, you know, if the, the draft you might not happened, make it the
0: full season, you know, if the draft happened tomorrow, the Raiders would have the second pick. Yeah. That's so crazy. Cause they went like pretty hard on this year, obviously with uh, the Devontae Adams trade. We didn't mention it yet, but it is worth noting very importantly. And I think this, you know, look, there's a low bar sometimes for decision-making when it comes to coaches, good decision to start Matt Ryan. We talked <laughs> like, about this earlier in the week. We were like, it, what are they doing?
2: The whole thing was nuts. It's Jim Irsay was like, I want to see Sam Ellinger. And they played Sam Ellinger. They know. he was literally the worst quarterback (laughs) in the entire league. They fired him. He's not an NFL
0: quarterback. Yeah.
2: And Jeff Saturday's like, hey, 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 I got an idea. What if we play the guy who's like a little old, but like literally was like won the NFL MVP. (laughs) Instead of this fucking kid who's never played.
3: Matt Ryan's like one of seven QBs in the league who can throw for more than 200 yards in a game. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we are, 200 yards.
2: Well, it's only because he throws it 60 times to not get hit. But that's the thing. This actually is super important for fantasy. Speaking of, like, guys with new fantasy roles that are just secretly going to, like, make a huge difference, Matt Ryan being back is insane. And just Jeff Saturday running the team. Jonathan Taylor was on the field for every passing down snap. And I feel like he, Jonathan Taylor, number one running back of the week. Like, again, Jonathan Taylor resurrected. Mm -hmm. And then Paris Campbell, who we had all fiasco in our league, DK. I won't get into that. But basically, Paris Campbell is like back to being super freaking relevant because of Matt Ryan's playing. Matt Ryan, like when Matt Ryan got benched at that point, the Colts led the league in completions, which flipping it means they're getting the most PPR points. And Paris Campbell is this four three speed demon who's just getting, he's like big Rondale Moore, basically, but four three speed just getting Mm -hmm. check downs and crossers. And it's like now Matt Ryan's just using this four three Ohio State speed guy as as a check down guy. And it's like, oh my God, Paris Campbell is now like, he's probably sitting on waivers in your league, and it's like, this is a flex option that can literally win you a championship if Matt Ryan stays. It's kind of a huge deal.
0: When Matt Ryan's a starter, Paris Campbell's got to be averaging like nine targets a game. Yeah, That's incredible. This is, this just reminds me of like if the if the Jets went back to Joe Flacco or something.
2: No, wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing, though. No, wait to br- to bring this all home. You know what Jeff Saturday's great coaching vision was? Play your good players.
3: There it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> To be fair,
2: Frank Reich was forced to not play the good players, but anyway. Uh, Also, important update, if you don't know, Jeff Saturday's on Cameo and I submitted (laughs) my Cameo request to Jeff Saturday. I did pay the $60 and I hope I get refunded.
0: They they got the money
2: already? Well, They do that up front. Oh, okay. Uh, He has not responded and I have four days left or else I will get refunded and I'm still holding out hope. (laughs) So I wanted to follow up and um, I wanted to follow up you know, it's like eleven dollars to send him another message. They what? wanted eleven it's like ten nine I literally to so like remind you know,
0: him the, the, Yes. the follow I up to s- email pursuant to my last email, God. cameo's thirsty. Who <laughs> wanted to send a message that
2: just said like great win, Jeff. To you know, bump just up the Butter request. him up. Yeah, yeah. And it where it says send, I couldn't believe this. Instead of send button, like on a text, literally there's just a button that says ten ninety nine instead of send. Shameless. I not believe it. So we'll see. I hope he doesn't ghost me. All right. Jeff Saturday. Good coach.
0: Um, Sad trombone award.
3: DK's good at that, man.
0: He is. That was the Cardinals versus the Rams game, which was Colt McCoy versus. Is it John Walford? And now I'm actually thinking that sounds wrong. Is that right? Is that the right name? Walford. What's his first name?
2: John. (laughs) Walford is the March Madness team. That's always a 14 seed.
0: Good God. On one hand, good God, that was terrible. On the other hand, I think someone pointed this out on Twitter, and I apologize for whoever it was. It didn't look that different from, like, the Stafford versus <laughs> Kyler. <laughs> like, was there any noticeable, like, difference? Both these quarterbacks grew for over 200 <laughs> yards. That's saying just something. like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, it was the same. If you-
3: Once a year, I watch Colt McCoy come in. And I and I kind of do the kombucha girl. I'm like, ah, is Colt McCoy not that bad? <laughs> oh,
2: my God. It seems like you can see. I, here's the difference. Colt McCoy actually can see over the offensive line for Arizona. It does change things. The only difference for the Rams was like Cooper Cup didn't get like his nine force-fed targets. And then he got hurt late in the game. And it was just like.
0: That was that was like the main difference. Is like Cooper Cup was sort of invisible. But like Colt McCoy, 26 out of 37, 238 yards, a touchdown. He was feeding D-hop. Rondo Moore had. 13 targets, 9 catches, 94 yards. I'm into this. James Conner, two
3: touchdowns? Like, am I in on the Cardinals? <laughs> am I cautiously optimistic as we head into the fantasy playoffs? Like <laughs> Rondell Moore? Rondell Moore has one less target than DeAndre Hopkins in the last three weeks. Yeah,
0: they're force-feeding him. It's great. Yeah, Oh, by the way, he had a really impressive catch down the field today. I'm trying to... Picture. No, that's bad. That's bad. That's like when you, that's a bad, bad
2: shooter... It is. <laughs> it's like a bad shooter in pick-up basketball makes a three... And they're like, oh, cool. it in. I can, and like, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I cool, I can make threes now. And then they, and you're like, good, keep shooting. And it's like, play Rondell Moore in the slot. He's like five foot six. Like, play him in the slot.
0: Well, I'm not, I'm not sure it didn't come out of the slot. I don't remember. This was
2: like such an exhilarating thing. Someone said to me, I couldn't imagine. So Cooper Cup goes down, and someone tweets at us that was like, I was watching the Rams game. I assume he's Australian because he said, I was watching the Rams game with my mate. And he said, when Cooper Cup Maybe went English. down, or English, yeah. Maybe? And he I says, My friend offered me Mike Evans straight up for Cooper Cup, but he's like, But you have to accept in the next two minutes. And he set a timer on his phone. And so <laughs> he didn't have any information on what happened at Cooper Cup. And I was like, What would you guys have done? What would you guys Wait, do? What so was did the he tra-
0: trade again? Did he know about the injury or did he not? No, they're watching the game together.
2: Cooper Cup oh, goes oh, down. So they don't, know, he, they
0: don't know the extent of the insurance.
2: No, they had no idea. He's on the ground being attended to. And they go to commercial and he's like, when they come back from commercial, you need to accept it or not. You want Mike Evans or not? And I'm like, oh my ah. God. It's like real-time insurance. Dude.
3: I kind of love that. Can we make this like a game show? I feel like there's something here. That's like the I most know. exhilarating trade I've ever heard of.
2: It's so exciting. I'm, not, I'm sorry, Cooper Cup. I hope that you're all right. But man, the rush. I think that needs to be a thing.
0: I, I agree. It sounds like it's not super, super serious. He's probably going to miss a little bit of time, but it's not like a broken leg uh, is the early indications, I think. So the craziest
2: thing, someone else replied to this guy on Twitter and said, I did the same thing. I got CD lamb from it. <laughs> what is He's that like, with these oh psychopaths? This is crazy. <laughs> Dude, we, are, we are degenerates. We <laughs> like live on the edge. <laughs> Living dangerously. <laughs> Dude, also, this is like the worst version of people like me, like being like, you know, what's cool. Making trades during the injury timeout. It's like Russian like, roulette for trading. It is. <laughs> God. Anyway, this is crazy. We need a name for this. We need a whole infrastructure. This is like, oh my God. Imagine just seeing your player get hurt and that feeling like, I just get out. I'm just going to get out right now. Wow. All
3: right.
0: I just saw what was next and I shook my head. <laughs>
3: yeah, All correct. right. Up next. The many tight ends who outscored Kyle Pitts and one who did not.
0: Ah,
4: oh, God,
3: Kyle! You played on Thursday. You thought you could get away with, but you couldn't. All right, you were the tight end twenty-two on the day. Honestly, feels not bad for you at this point in the season. <laughs> Today was tight his er, twenty-two. Thursday was uh, his fifth game with two or less catches this season. Cool. Here are the players. Here are the tight ends. Ready? Will Disley, Tanner Hudson, Chigaquanco, Brock Wright, Kylan Granson. Lawrence Cager, Jordan Akins, <laughs> Noah Gray, and Harrison Bryant. I think the worst How many part of those said a
0: question mark at the end? Lawrence
2: Cager? The, the worst part of this is that two of these tight ends are the Giants. And yep. Lawrence Cager scored the fucking touchdown for the Giants. He's, I didn't think he was real. He's, yeah. I, Lawrence Cager's real. I witnessed Brock Wright score a touchdown. I'm sorry. I witnessed sorry. Jordan Aikens score. My God, three of these. Chega Quako had great.
0: one catch and probably outscored Kyle Pitts again. I think Kylan he just... Granson did Kylan
2: Granson didn't score, did he? He's no, made... he had a
0: pretty good game. I felt like I, I saw oh, him catch no. a couple passes. I think it's did... all of these guys. Ding ding ding! <laughs> no! Oh
2: my god. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm, I'm cutting I am i i am cutting Kyle Pitts. I don't tell me why I shouldn't. I'm cutting him. Cut I can't them. do this to myself. And like, if he like, in, like a month ago, I was like, if you cut the only thing worse than gritting and bearing it. Is if you
0: cut him and it gets good, just He's not trade him for the trade him for like the saddest bench player you can imagine. Who are you? going to... No one's wait taking till, him. Maybe wait till he has That's one. Why good he has game. to be a sad bench player. Like someone's going to cut this guy anyway. Like you can't Craig, cut him. How, just trade him for a sad player. How long can you wait? Because
2: the trade deadline is like in a lot of these, like I don't know, in like ten days. Who could days? you get?
0: Who could you get
3: for? Could you get <laughs> Darius Slayton for Kyle Pitts? That's who I thought. That's literally who I was thinking of. Craig, trade
0: him for Darius Slayton. Could
3: you get Darius Slayton? Would somebody do that? <laughs>
2: By the People, way, like, yeah, of course. He's, and then you look and you're like, Dare slid at 18 points. And you're like,
3: how many times? Slayton's, has Kyle Pitts said that? Slayton's
0: rostered like, in like 18% of leagues. Anyway. Could you get you could Nick Westbrook
3: Akine for Kyle Pitts? <laughs> could
0: like, you
3: get? Where
2: is the line? You know? Producer Kai here says, I traded Kyle Pitts for Kareem Hunt a couple weeks ago.
0: Kareem Hunt, wow. I don't think it's had 40 yards in like years. I mean, I still like that trade though for you. must the saddest player you can get for Kyle Pitts if you're if you're if you're still hanging on and you want to trade him just go for the saddest trade Melvin possible.
2: Gordon I think you could get Ugh. Melvin Gordon for, yeah. for oh God. hell that's where it's at
0: Ronald Jones
2: Julio, Julio Jones could oh, no. you get Julio Jones? <laughs> Only DK in his dynasty world thinks anyone Ronald has Ronald Jones, Jones on their He's
0: team. He's been inactive all year long. DK, <laughs> he
2: hasn't played wor- in a game. I don't think. What world do you live in?
0: I was thinking of. I was thinking of the saddest player you could get. Could you get Jalen Warren? No. <laughs> no. He has way could, more upside. You DK, couldn't get the DK, backup DK, running DK. back for the Steelers. I think you could get Jalen Warren. Yes. By the way, didn't didn't Kyle Pitts have like 200 air yards this week? Like. Mariota is just terrible.
2: No, they're like, well, first of all, one of them was like Mariota over three. Kyle Pitts was a half a Kadarius Tony open. He had like <laughs> right. 10 yards of open field, and Mariota just missed him. But the other ones, a lot of oh, his air yards, and Mariota just chuck into him in third and 15. But it's like, he gets the target, but he's out of bounds. It's just like, it's hard to watch, man. I mean, speaking of which, we, we got to do the burn book. And I'm like, should we just burn Kyle Pitts again? <laughs>
3: just like double tap like a zombie
0: We, land, we, we burned sure him in dead? week four. We're still We're talking about him.
2: Make it a monthly ritual. We we need to go to therapy or something.
3: He might set the record for for most games started on a fantasy team. And on fantasy, like across the year, who has under-delivered the most?
0: Like, disappointments I, yeah, yeah.
3: per start. Yeah. Kyle Pitts might be number one all time. I'm it's still true. starting him.
0: You said he had five <laughs> games with two or fewer catches?
2: Yeah. Jeez. So that's the thing. It's like... I, We'll have to play a game this week of like, who's the worst tight end you would, you would actually just play over him? Because I'm like, I think, I think the Seahawks have two different tight ends I would play over him. I would just start playing Will Disley over Kyle Pitts if I didn't have like this anchor, if I wasn't like so uh, tethered to him.
0: So who are we burning? We can't burn Kyle Pitts twice. Who, do we want to burn Marcus Mariota? Uh, I mean, that's no, just like no,
2: no, no, no. We got to burn someone you're going to play. I, I have two options. Option one, we have not burned Russell Wilson yet. I'm
3: in. <laughs> <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I can't believe it's taken this long. <laughs> I
2: know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. It was like a mistake. Uh...
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that was easy.
3: <laughs> Done. I was going to suggest Justin Herbert, and then I forgot we did him last, year, wait, last week.
2: <laughs> so, the people we've burned so far, Cam Akers, <laughs> week one, that aged well. We've Cole Matt and Darnell Mooney. Which Who are days. back. That has not aged well. Uh, Baker Mayfield Kyle Pitts Allen Robinson DJ Moore and Elijah Moore H. Right, well A.J. Dillon we burned all of the Steelers two weeks ago who are back Justin, yeah <laughs> we kind of went we went against that but that's and Russell fair. Wilson should we burn someone else and take off Colt Komet
3: no we like, hey, listen we got we got to stay true we, we got to live with our mistakes all
2: right well, in that case, that's all we got. Uh, waivers, really important waivers week. So there's a lot of injuries. So check that out tomorrow. And also I, we have so many rip roaring emails
0: that I want to get to. Rip roaring. Wow. We have some creative listeners. Some of the emails we get are deranged in the best way.
2: <laughs> Incredible things are coming on the waiver show. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for production. Thank you to everyone who emailed us.
0: RingerFantasyFootball.gmail.com. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Cat Stevens. Nice. Well, he doesn't go by that anymore, does he? Yusuf Islam is now his name. Correct, yes. Sorry. Yeah, you're good.
3: Cat's great. Huge fan. I first got introduced to Cat Stevens in uh, watching Remember the Titans.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. That That's is. that movie that I've never seen.
3: One of the best movie soundtracks of all time. All time. Elite. Unbelievable. Peace Train. Great song.
2: Dude, ain't no, the Ate No Mountain High Enough montage.
3: Oh, it's great. Creedence Clearwater Revival's on there. Everybody. You're killing me, Petey. You're killing me, Pitts. That's why I know how many feet are in a mile.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: 5,280 feet. I think I've seen that movie more than any other
0: movie in the world. (laughs) I've literally never seen it. That's crazy, DK. It's so good.
2: (laughs) My senior year of high school, there was a hurricane that came up the coast and hit New York. And we didn't have power for like eight days or something. And the only movie I had downloaded on my iPad was, was Remember the Titans. And we had to charge it. I don't even know how we were charging. I guess we did it through a car. So we, my fail, it was like we looked forward to it all day. It was the only entertainment we had. And we just got <laughs> drunk and we just watched from the Titans like five nights in a row. That sounds great. And we, just, we didn't have any mixers. I was drinking like apple juice and vodka because we were just running out of things.
3: Water's for getting blood off that uniform and you don't get no blood on that uniform. Water makes you weak. What is pain? And it's like, I always thought it was fresh
2: bread. And only like two months ago did someone tell me, no, pain is French bread. Like that's the word for bread in French. Yeah. And I didn't get that a very large it's alright
3: just gotta watch it again check out the rewatchables <laughs> they did it it's great yeah. yeah.
2: alright goodbye everyone